0: Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au.
1: I don't think ever that I uh, get to read the Bible where it doesn't do both things for me, where the promises of God don't come and speak into my life, but also where the Word of God doesn't really challenge some of the foundational things in my life about the way I think, about the way I act, about what I believe about my life and about the lives of other people. So I'm certainly looking forward to letting that Word of God challenge us. So sit back, make sure if you've got a Bible, get it out for sure. Maybe make some notes and allow the Word of God to really come home to live in your life today. I'm real excited that I get to share the platform this morning at the pulpit with my very own wife, Pastor Rhonda Woodward. And uh, she is a fourth generation woman preacher, I think. Our daughter is fifth generation. And I watched a video of my youngest granddaughter the other day preaching in the backyard. So I guess she'll be preaching number six generation. But whatever it is, let's go straight over to Pastor Rhonda and uh, let's... Hear from her. Thank you, Rhonda.
0: Thank you. And thank you, Michael and Matt, for indulging us with that beautiful piece of nostalgia. Words, simply words, only words, the song title said. Sometimes we say, oh, it's just words, or even oh, I just said that. I didn't mean it, as though it doesn't matter. But in John 6, verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. His words carry power, but the truth is so do ours. Our words also have power. The scripture I chose for today, Proverbs 16.24, reads, Kind words are like honey. They are sweet to the soul and bring healing to the body. What a remarkable statement that right words can bring life and encouragement to those who need it. But sadly, the converse is also true. Proverbs 18.21 tells us your tongue has the power of life and death. When we were growing up, there was a little ditty we used to say if someone was teasing or harassing us. And it went, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. How wrong we were. Another version of the verse I just read says words are as common as blossoms on a spring day, but how mighty is their power to destroy. Mm. I'm sure many of us can attest to the fact that things said to us, whether in childhood or even more recently, have profoundly affected our lives, in particular how we've perceived ourselves, which then, of course, affects how we react and interact with those around us. In this day and age, we see that even the written word has had a devastating effect on many lives, with trolling and the like, resulting in the deaths of far too many of our young people and not-so-young people, who have crumbled under the weight of unkind words. When the virtues of a godly woman are outlined in Proverbs 31, they include, "'When she speaks, her words are wise,' And she gives instructions with kindness. Not that we can never bring instruction or correction, but let's see that it's done with kindness. I'm sure this is a desirable quality for men too. So may I encourage us all to pray with the psalmist David. Psalm 141.3 Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. And again in Psalm 19, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. Because our words reveal our heart and our motivations. Luke 6.45 says, A good man says good things. These come from the good that is stirred up in his heart. An evil man says evil things. These come from the evil stored up in his heart. A person's mouth says everything that is in their heart. We can look good and be seen to be doing the right things, but it is what we say rather than what we do that truly reveals our hearts. James 3 and verse 9 warns us about the inconsistencies of what we say we believe and what we actually say. It reads, With our tongues, we praise our Lord and Father. With our tongues, we curse people. We do it even though people have been created to be like God. Praise and cursing come out of the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, it shouldn't be this way. The word curse here doesn't necessarily mean to wish harm on someone or to cast a spell on them, but it can merely mean that we are reinforcing or binding them to their current situations, or to their shortcomings in character or behaviour. We might say things like, oh, he's such a loser, he's hopeless, he'll never make come good. Or, oh, they're always sick, they never have enough money. Remember the verse we read? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. That verse goes on to say that we will eat the fruit of our words, In other words, our words are like seeds. We will harvest what we say. Proverbs 15 verse 1 reminds us that a gentle answer turns away anger, but mean words stir up anger. Let us try and make sure that our words bring grace and peace to others, springing from a pure heart. Thirdly, Our words, mixed with faith, can bring about miracles. In Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, we see that after Jesus had verbally cursed a fig tree that was not bearing fruit, it died. Noticing this the next morning, Peter brought it to Jesus' attention, reading from verse 22 of chapter 11 in the Amplified Version. Jesus replied, Have faith in God, constantly. I assure you and most solemnly say to you whoever says to this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart in God's unlimited power but believes that what he says is going to take place it will be done for him in accordance with God's will. Notice it says it what he says, not what he prays. Sometimes we pray the right thing, but then proceed to say all the wrong things yeah. after we've finished our time in prayer. Right. Jesus said, Have faith, do not doubt, and then speak what we're believing for. Right. We see an example of this earlier in Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, starting at verse 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt on her body that she was healed of the affliction. So once again, this illustrates the power of our words coupled with our faith in God's power and promises. This can bring about supernatural change in our lives and the lives of those we are praying for. The fourth point I'd like to make is that our words can establish our relationship with God Romans 10 verses 9 and 10. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For one believes with his heart and is justified and declares with his mouth and is saved. A simple yes spoken in response to God's invitation can change the life of our corpse sorry, can change the course of our life and our eternity. In just a few minutes, Jeff will share with you a very simple way you can indicate that you have said your yes.
1: Thank you, Rhonda. I just realised I don't need to be socially distant. You're my wife. I can, I can, <laughs> can sit a little closer. bit closer. Is that all right? <laughs> sure. Uh, how powerful is that? Thank you so much. That. You know, the thought struck me fresh, while you were sharing there about out of Mark 11
0: mm-hmm.
1: That sometimes we pray one thing And then walk straight out of the place of prayer And say something completely Absolutely. different Thereby undoing mm-hmm. almost everything we've prayed That's right. And yet the challenge always is to control the words of our mouth uh, Proverbs chapter 12 verse 25 says that Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression but a good word makes it glad. Mm. And then Proverbs 18 gives us the exact opposite of that when it says the words of a talebearer are like wounds and go deep into the innermost part of our belly. Mm -hmm. And I think we've all been the recipient of those, both good and bad. I think every one of us can remember somebody who said something powerful to us, something that encouraged us, inspired us, they might have simply said, I believe in you or you can do it or, or told us in the midst of our dark hour how difficult uh, they had found it and yet God helped them through. But we've also had the opposite of that where someone has said something that lodged inside of our heart. And I'm going to get you to pray in a minute, Rhonda, if you would, for people that are still feeling the effects of something that someone said. I've known people that were virtually crippled in their soul because somebody somewhere said something that really brought death Mm. into that part of their life and their imagination. And so when you talk to them about vision or about possibilities or about future, they'll rather sit back and go, well, no, because that old tape keeps on playing. And yet I believe God wants to give us a new tape inside of our life. But before I get you to do that, I want to talk to you all for just a moment because James chapter 3, verse 2 and 3 says basically this, that if we can control our words, we are a perfect person. Think about that a minute. That according to God, you're, you've really reached it. You've really made it. Not when you can point to the size of your bank account, or when you can point to the popularity you may have on social media or, you know, how many friends that you might have. But according to God, you've really made it when what comes out of here is completely in your control, that you don't say things that are disparaging to others, that belittle people, that lower people. When you don't say things that shrink your world. We all know how powerful words are. Think about some of these words and remember sometime when either you said them or someone said them to you and the absolute amazing change that took place when those words were uttered. Think about these, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's gotta be two of the most beautiful words in our language. It is the healer of rift, It is the thing that builds a bridge from yesterday into a better tomorrow. Along with that are the words, please forgive me. Not, you know, I'm sorry, but you did it. But simply saying, please forgive me. In Psalm 51, David says, Lord, it was me and me alone that sinned. Sometimes in families, in relationships, you need to not give all the explanations as to why you said it, what the other person did that made you say it. But sometimes the most important thing is to say, you know what, I'm sorry, please forgive me and leave it at that. What about those encouraging words like, don't worry, we'll make it. How many times, Rhonda, in our married life have we looked at one another in the midst of either family sickness or you know, some kind of a lack in our life, some kind of need, or maybe even just between us and we, you know, we've, we've encouraged one another you know, don't worry, we'll make it. And I think, yeah, we'll get there is your way of saying it. We'll get there. And I think about that and I go, thank God at those major turning points, often it was you that would turn and say, don't worry, we'll get there. Don't worry, we're going to make it through this. It's powerful. What about when someone says to a loved one or to a friend, I believe in you. How many children are growing up never having heard from a mum or a dad I believe in you. I believe that you are important and I believe you're significant. I believe one of the greatest gifts parents can ever give a child is the gift of believing in them. And that believing in them is not expressed in the quality of the school or the educational institution that you spend so much money getting them to or in the, the gifts or the things that you might shower them with. The most important things and the ones they'll remember are the times when you sat by their bed and said, you know what? I believe in you. You are not just this mistake or this misstep. It's a pretty powerful thing. Two weeks ago, I spoke on David's declarations, the battle cries of a champion. And again, by the way, if you'd like a copy of this magnet to put up on your refrigerator or somewhere other else, you can simply do that by uh, writing to us, go to the uh, magnet tab, I think it is, on the website uh, or on your app. It'll be there on the, under the contact page. And why don't you let us know your address and we'll send it off to you. I know we've sent them off already to England, sent them off around Australia. I know some people have already got them, others it'll be in the post. And by the way, uh, please understand, I know that sometimes we're a little bit cautious about sending our details. Understand that at Metro Church, when you give us any private detail, it stays entirely in-house. It doesn't go out to anyone else. No one's doing this for us. We are doing it for you. So you can send us your details with complete safety. But uh, two weeks ago, I spoke on that battle cries of a champion. And it struck me again, thinking about this message, Rhonda, that really came out of your heart, wanting to bless women and men as well, that every single part of that was actually David's words. Mm -hmm. None of the battle that he won came first of all from his sling or from the stone that the major part of the battle actually got won by the words that he spoke. And that got me thinking about the things that we say to ourselves. I'm going to get you again, as I said, to pray in a minute for people that have been wounded and hurt by the words others have said. But can I say, I think there's something even more damaging than the words other people say, even if it's a loved one. And that's the words that we keep replaying to ourselves. And so many of us have grown up in environments where, you know, we wouldn't say something good about ourselves because lest someone think we're proud, and I think how contrary to Scripture that is. Go and read the Psalm, Psalm 139, verse 14, where the psalmist says, I know that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and that my soul knows very well. Think of some of the other Scriptures. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My God shall supply all my need. I think the Bible is the most positive book that's ever been written, that's ever been given to humanity. And when you read it, you'll discover God not saying about you how bad you are and what a terrible person you are, but rather God saying, I made you in my image. And I want you to fulfil a great destiny and to become everything I designed you to be. You'll discover in this book that God calls you a champion, that God calls you made in His image, that God calls you an overcomer, that God calls you strong, that God calls you blessed, that God calls you His child. No greater thing could ever be added about your life or mine, but that God calls me His own. So why don't you decide today that instead of those words that maybe you say to yourself, oh, I'm so confused. I haven't got a clue. I'm such an idiot. Oh man, I never know. Why don't you start saying like David did, even though perhaps he might've felt a bit nervous. Maybe he was a little bit anxious. Why don't you start saying, God's gonna give me wisdom. I believe God will give me an answer for this. What about instead of, I'm so worried, I'm worried sick. Instead of that, why don't you begin to declare, I'm confident of God's help for my life and for my family. You know, the power of words, as Pastor Rhonda said today, are so incredible. Who could imagine? And yet what puzzles me always, Rhonda, is that we know all this and we know it so intimately so intrinsically in ourselves because we've all been the recipients of something hurtful that someone said that so twisted us up inside that many people spend the rest of their life trying to live down what someone else said. The father who said, you just, you, you're a waste of space. The mum who said, I'm sorry I ever gave birth to you. And we all know that and yet somehow or other we don't harness the good power of it and start saying, I'm going to say this about myself. I'm going to say this about the people I love. I'm actually going to start declaring what I want to be so and what I believe can be so before it even is so. So I'm going to ask you to pray and then I'm going to come back and pray as you mentioned about people that are going to today. And I believe many people will. I really am so excited. I got a, a text last night from a friend of mine saying here's Artie in another country. She said yes to Jesus. And, and here's the miracle of it. She said yes to Jesus, not been a part of church life, but something already inside of her said, I want to read God's Word. And she started reading the Bible every day. Nobody gave her a lecture and said, here's what you've got to read tomorrow. Simply out of the power of that simple declaration. The word yes unlocked something incredible in her life. And I hear stories like that all the time. That's why I'm always so excited that we're not asking you to say yes to Metro Church. We're not asking you to say yes to a religion called Christianity. We're asking you to say yes to the Lord Jesus Himself, who died for you on a cross, who rose again on the third day and conquered death and hell so that you don't have to go there, so that your life can be everything He made it to be. It really is a life-changing, a beautiful word to say. So I'll do that in a minute. But Rhonda, how about first of all, would you pray with people that maybe have been the recipients of pain, Through words and believe for them. Thank you.
0: We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you for your word, which you say is quick and powerful, Mm. that it pierces right into our joints and our marrow, which we now know is where our very DNA comes from. Your word can penetrate to our very source of life. And we thank you, Lord, that your word, the truth of it, can overcome all the harmful words that have been spoken Mm. over us in the past, Mm. if we will just take your word and apply it to our lives, if we will believe what you've said about us, Mm. Lord, it can free us from the chains and the bondage of all the harmful words of our past. So I pray this today. Lord Jesus, come. Holy Spirit, come with Mm. comfort. Mm. Jesus, come with truth and wash away all the painful, hurtful things that many of us have had spoken over us. And Lord, let your truth set us free. We rejoice in the freedom that your words over us can bring us. We thank you, Jesus.
1: Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I believe that. Can I just say to you as well uh, that Christian life does not begin with putting your name to a church membership form but rather Christianity begins when I say yes to Jesus. Think about it a minute. When Jesus went to the disciples, to Peter, who's out there fishing. He says, come follow me. And it says, immediately they left their nets. They said a yes to Him and they followed Him. It's no different today. Jesus never said, here's the structure. Here's the constitution. Now sign here, if you agree with these articles, with these items that are listed, He brought them to Himself. He brought them into relationship. They became His disciples. Well, when I say yes to Jesus, I'm joining that group of people that say I'm a follower of Christ, not a follower of His teaching. Many people follow the teachings of Jesus. They'll quote you the golden rule or some other wonderful thing that Jesus did say. But it's not just that. It's far more than that. Can you believe today that there is a God in heaven who loves you? Can you believe that there is somebody who stands at the door of your life waiting for your yes and simply says, if you will give him that yes, yes, Lord, come into my life. He says, I will come into them and I'll live with them. I'll stay with them. I'll abide with them forever. That's an incredible promise. And I'm just believing today that right across our state, right across our continent here, and right across the world, wherever you are, that you'll say, yes, we've made it so beautiful and simple for you to begin the journey. We came up with this concept called Yes Text a number of years ago now, where simply by, if you're in Australia, by sending yes, Y-E-S, to 0488 826 392. If you're in Australia, that number again, up there on the screen, 0488 826 392. All you've got to do is text YES. If you're outside of Australia or you'd prefer to get this help via email to you every day for 30 days, it'll come. You can opt out whenever you want, but uh, I'd love to send it to you. Then send it to yes.metrochurch.org.au. Send us that yes. And then every day after that for 30 days, you'll get a scripture, a different one every day. And you'll get a prayer, a different one every day. That we'll send to you. We'd love you to pray that prayer out loud. Make it your prayer. So many people have told me that that everyday discipleship help just made Jesus so real to them. I've had a number say to me, it was like every day God was talking to me. I'd love to pray with you right now as you say your yes. Make sure you do it sometime this week. Do it soon. Do it right now. 0488-826-392 or yes.metrochurch.org.au. Father, I pray today for every person that's taking this amazing step. Lord Jesus, we are saying our yes to You. We're not saying it to an organisation or to some group, or to some belief, we're saying it to a person called Jesus who loves us. Thank You, Lord, for each one. I pray that this will be the beginning of the greatest days of their life. They'll know Your presence. They'll be certain of Your love. And they'll know You're with them every day from this day on. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Listen, it's been great being with you. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you again to Pastor Michael and to Matt Ward for bringing that beautiful song to our worship team. Don't forget tonight, of course, it's My Secret Place. We're really looking forward. It's going to be such a relaxing and refreshing night. And uh, right now, though, if you've got prayer needs, Pastor Hayden is waiting right now to pray with you, to believe with you today that God will meet your need. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of Metro Church Online. I'll see you somewhere soon.